the board game podcast that chronicles two brothers and some friends on their way to board game fame. I'm your host, David, and I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Michael. Howdy, howdy. And Jesse. Hey, y'all. And it's a new year, so I thought we'd do another special episode. Two special episodes in a row. What? Happy New Year, everybody. Woo, 2023. (laughs) Hopefully it's a better year for everyone. Bet y'all thought we'd never live to say those words. So last episode, we did a retrospective of 2022. So let's let's take this episode to look forward and into the future and get what games are coming out in 2023. And I thought it'd be kind of fun to do something new for the new year. And we'll do a top 10 list. So you'll hear my top 10. Jesse's top 10 and Michael's top six. (laughs) (laughs) Mother always said I was special. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't be bothered. So I I thought we could also make this kind of fun and see if if we can convince Michael of our games and see if they belong in his top 10. Here's the thing. I'm always down to play board games, so it's not only going to be convincing me to play the board game, but convincing me that this is the one to play. (laughs) (laughs) And also, from our retrospective, I learned that we listed 10 games last time, and we ended up playing two of them. I I listed 10 that I'm interested in. I might get to play one of them. I think, Jesse, you cheated. You, you Most of these are Kickstarters that are definitely coming to you. I mean, assuming that they arrive in 2023 as promised, yes. <laughs> but the oldest one was backed in November of 2019. So, you know, who knows how long it might take. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's jump in and look to the future with some of these games. Starting with number two. Wait, how do we want to do this? Do you want to just do back and forth? I listed mine in alphabetical order. <laughs> Oh, I uh, no, I listed mine in the order that I am excited to hear them from. Yeah, we'll do we'll do back and forth, and then you jump in at number six, Michael. <laughs> listed them in alphabetical order. Come on, I'm, I listed them in orders of excitement. <laughs> it was all 18xx games. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to be first, David? Yeah, I'll go first, then Jesse, then Michael. Perfect. All right, so my number ten is a little bit of a cheat. It is. Castles of Burgundy, the special edition. So Castles of Burgundy is a classic Stefan Feld game. And it is noted for being a really good Euro game that has a really cheap price point. Well, no longer, because the special edition is being published by Awakened Realms. And they are famous for going all out on their board games. I'm talking minis for a Euro game. (laughs) I think I think this one retails at a little over a hundred dollars when originally it was like thirty-five. Must have some nice quality components. Did you own the original? I did at one point, but Ellen didn't like it that much, so I got rid of it. Um, my number ten is Malia Lands of Legends. It is a choose-your-own-path-to-explore game. It's designed by Francois Denis, Nicolas Fuchs, Ludovic Rivol, and Cyril Turpin, and it's published by Four Universe and Le Bois de Jeu. It is a land-crawling, dungeon-crawling, infiltration, fighting, riddles, and more adventure with deep and gripping narration that lets you choose your own path. It promises 100-plus hours of adventure, and while I haven't gotten to play Frosthaven yet, I think this will be, like, the next for whenever Frosthaven is done. But didn't it take you four years to finish Gloomhaven? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Jesse was not in my group. Oh, Jesse, did you finish Gloomhaven? Yes, we finished Gloomhaven. We were in Forgotten Circles. One of our friends had some um, family stuff going on, so we took a pause. And the other three and I, the other two and I are still playing mm-hmm. Jaws of the Lion. So you haven't finished Gloomhaven yet? <laughs> I guess you finished and then Forgotten Circles. We finished. We finished the main campaign of Gloomhaven. They started it after we started. I'm pretty sure and finished it before. My number nine. Is dis uh, my number nine is Sleeping Gods: Distant Skies, the sequel to Sleeping Gods. This is a Ryan Lockett design from Red Raven Games because that's where that's his own publishing company. Ryan Lockett is known for doing a lot of story-driven games. Sleeping Gods is no exception, and this is his follow-up to it. Uh, it the cover boasts more dinosaurs than the original, so I'm looking forward to it. Not to say that I don't want anybody writing in. There were dinosaurs in the original. I think the second one is just like ramp up the dinosaurs. My number nine is the Fox Experiment. It's a strategy game with lots of dice, dry erase cards, and cute foxes. It's designed by Elizabeth Hargrave and Jeff Fraser and published by Pandasaurus Games. I'm really excited about this one. I literally five minutes ago did my backer kit for it. It is Hargrave's new offering. You probably know Elizabeth Hargrave's from Wingspan. And in this game, you breed foxes, which apparently offends a lot of people. Like, a lot of people rated it one and said, this is a terrible theme. You should not play this game that supports the breeding of foxes in captivity. It's based on historical precedent. Like, this was a real thing that happened in Russia. (laughs) Yeah, apparently all the tens are from Russia, so... Uh, (laughs) in this game, you choose parent foxes, roll dice to see what genes they pass on to their offspring. And after five rounds of breeding, you score points for pleasing your patrons, completing your studies, doing upgrades and having bonus tokens and even the friendliest fox awards. So it seems like a pretty interesting little game. I am curious if this podcast is going to get listener Dakota, shout out to Dakota, to buy this game because he's obsessed with foxes. My number eight is Disney Lorcana. It is a head-to-head skirmish game set in the Disney universe. So people will take uh, three heroes or villains, form a team, fight them against another another team's uh, chosen set of heroes. And the reason I'm interested in this is this is the Disney... IP themed game with or I'm like not even just game this is the this is the Disney project or this is the Disney product with the most original Disney artwork excluding some of the movies so I'm excited to see what kind of art they come up with for this game so is it kind of like smash up no it's it, it's a skirmish game so you actually have characters moving around on a board like unmatched yeah, I think it might be like a combination of Smash Up and Unmatched. Hmm. Cool. And while the gameplay doesn't sound super exciting to me, which is why it's only my number eight, I'm really excited to see the artwork that comes with this. My number eight is Series. It's an asteroid mining game in which corporations compete to outplay their opponents and rule Series, a dwarf planet. It's designed by Gustav Sundstrom and published by Artipia Games. It's a sci-fi medium weight worker placement and engine building game set in a plausible future 
You get to construct mines, factories, labs, offices, create an efficient engine to improve the series colony and research new tech to increase your reach in production. It has a really interesting sounding dual worker placement mechanic where you use your leader pawns to execute actions on the game board. And then you use an available pool of worker pawns from a common pool to activate buildings in your play area, which sounds really interesting to me. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that dual worker mechanic works out it's on tabletopia right now Ooh, free to play if you wanted to play it i might have to try that sometime i do like tabletopia all right my number seven is iron forest this is the follow-up game to ice cool the the penguin flicking game this is the mech flicking game and so it it looks like it plays very similarly but the new twist in this one is there's two levels and there's a mechanism that launches your your flicking pawn between the levels. And I, I want to try that out. It looks precarious. <laughs> Ooh, dexterity games are always tough. <laughs> Ice Cool's really fun. Ice Cool's probably one of my favorite uh uses of uh, the box the box is the uh, the play area yeah you you it unfolds and you clip them together to create this map that you're flicking your penguins around and it looks like it's the same thing just doubled for iron forest hmm. but to be able to flick on that second level the fir- the, uh, the to be able to flick on this the first level that second level has to be raised up high enough that you can get in there and flick and then chase them up to the second level it's it looks crazy (laughs) if executed properly no can defend (laughs) (laughs) cool well my number seven is one i think i can persuade michael that he will be obsessed with maybe it is fit to print it is a race to arrange the perfect front page of a woodland newspaper it's designed by peter mcpherson and published by flat out games and the reason i think i can convince michael to be obsessed with it is that it was directed by the creative team that brought us calico cascadia and verdant It has art by Ian O'Toole, and the art looks adorable. It is a puzzly, tile-laying game with real-time gameplay, and supposedly it plays in 15 to 30 minutes. It sounds in a lot of ways kind of like Galaxy Trucker and how you have to, like, fit your little polyomino pieces or whatever together in such ways that certain pieces aren't touching others. Um, And it seems like a quick, fun, mid-weight filler. This... This was on my short list for games that I was interested in for coming up. So I, I can only have 10. This was probably 11 or 12. It's just an interesting use of theme. You are arranging photos and headlines and articles of a newspaper and you got to print it. You gotta, and it's just, it, I think it's such a unique theme, but it works really well with the mechanisms that they chose. Screw it. Send it. <laughs> it's just good. Send it. <laughs> Send it. <laughs> <laughs> I will put it on my short list for my final four consideration. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. All right, my number six is The Unconscious Mind. This is a game about psychoanalytic evaluation. And the reason that this one's on my list is it has the artwork of two of my favorite artists, Vincent Dutrait and Andrew Bosley. And I don't remember which one's which, but... Um, one person, so I think it's Vincent Dutrait, illustrates everything that happens in the real world, and everything that happens in your unconscious mind is illustrated by Andrew Bosley. So I thought that was an interesting kind of idea to bring the theme to life in this game. If you're unaware, 
Andrew Bosley does the artwork for Everdell, so it's adorable. And Vincent Dutrait does the artwork for a ton of stuff. He's gainfully employed. Broom Service, Prophecy of Dragons expansion for Time Stories. Uh, almost every single Reiner Knizia game is coming out with Vincent Dutrait artwork nowadays. This one's lower on my list than I thought it would end up being because it is a heavier Euro game, which I love, but I can't get to the table very often. You need to hang out with some more pro gamers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, Tilly, get good. <laughs> uh, so my number six is Astronites. It's a co-op deck building game with an easy setup and no shuffling required. It's designed by Nick Little and Will Sobel, and it's published by Indie Boards and Cards. It draws inspiration from and streamlines the gameplay of Aeon's End, which is one of my favorite co-op deck builders of all time. It is a game in which you defeat a boss before it destroys your home world. You play as one of the Astronites who each have unique qualities and special powers, and each of the four bosses has its own unique deck and requires different strategies to defeat. I love Aeon's End. I don't get to play it nearly enough, and so I'm super excited to see what this can bring to that style of gameplay. I'll play it with you. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've only played Aeons in like twice. That's on my short list to play. And entering this countdown now at number six. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Let's go. Unlike these other professionals that I am joining the call with, <laughs> I organize not by my most anticipated, but by alphabetical order. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is Arc Nova Aquarius. The expansion to the 2022 or 2021 smash hit, Arc Nova. And like a lot of games, I, I wouldn't put this up there immediately if if in a lot of games it was just going to add a bunch of more cards. Because this, this has a massive deck and you're building a tableau. And if it was just adding cards, I think that would be you know interesting. But it is also giving you modified action cards that you can play with instead of the base action cards. And I think that will be interesting enough on top of it that it will put a nice little twist on it. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for not only having animal variety, because, you know, by the name Arc Nova Aquarius, you're having more fish-themed animals but having action variety and seeing how, how that can play around with each other. My number five, speaking of which, my number five is our first crossover and possibly only crossover. It's my only crossover with Jesse. I don't know what Michael's got yet. Uh, and it is the Fox Experiment designed by Elizabeth Hargraves. I love most of her games. Actually, I've played, I think I've played her entire catalog right now. So I've, I've played Wingspan, most of the expansions, I've played Mariposas and uh, Tussie Mussie, which was her first design, a small little micro card game. So the Fox Experiment looks like uh, her entering into the world of Roland Rights. So I'm just trying to see what her spin on, is on it. And I, I really like her designs. So I'm looking forward to the Fox Experiment. Nice. Uh, my number five is City of the Great Machine. It's a one versus many strategy game set in the Victorian steampunk universe. It's designed by German Tiko Mirov and published by Crowd Games. 
one player plays as the great machine and uses law authorities and loyal servants to manipulate the players and the other players play as heroes and their main weapon is the people's discontent it has a modular board the heroes can only discuss their plans in the presence of the great machine so they have to try to find a way to work together while keeping their plans secret from the great machine the heroes secretly choose which districts they'll go to and the great machine tries to anticipate their moves and prevent them from doing what they want to there um so in that aspect it kind of reminds me of not alone the idea of predicting movement and and plans of attack there's also a solo mode and a full co-op mode with an automated great machine which is pretty neat mm-hmm. and my number five because it's next in the alphabet, is series. I think Jesse did a pretty good job explaining that, but I have seen it on uh, Tabletopia for a while, and because life has been busy, I haven't gotten around to playing it. But maybe soon. Ooh. My number four is The Last Light, designed by Roy Canaday of Dice Tower fame and published by Gray Fox Games. This is a game I don't know too much about the gameplay, but it boasts itself to being a 4X game that can play in an hour and a half. That claim has been made, leveled quite a few times. I don't think anything's ever actually truly lived up to it, but I do know that Gray Fox Games puts out good stuff, so I'm looking forward to playing a game where I can hopefully exploit, expand, explore, and exterminate within an hour and a half. It's <laughs> a high ask. Uh, my number four is Earth. It is a game in which you strategically grow your ecosystem card engine with unique flora, fauna, and terrains. It's designed by Maxime Tardif and published by Inside Up Games. It has engine building, hand management, tableau building, really gorgeous components. The photos on the cards are absolutely beautiful. I love the mechanic where the active player gets the major benefit of their action and all the other players get a minor benefit from whatever action they take. And I also really love the idea that you can turn your unused cards into compost. Oh, I like that. (laughs) All right, my number four. Remember alphabetical order. uh, (laughs) Is Darwin's Journey. Ooh. This is one that is one of the most rated. Was it most rated or most viewed games? that? It was most rated. I was actually going to give you garbage. Did you pick it because it was the most looked at one? So it was first on the list. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It, it. I can see why people, so many people are rating it, uh, based on what I've seen about it. So Darwin's journey is about um, following Darwin, you know, the famous guy, uh, and his journey through the Galapagos, and how that journey influenced his knowledge about evolution, and all that, and it. It's a it's a little heavier of a game. Uh, I think it'll be one of the more interesting heavier games coming out this year. Uh, it's worker placement, which I always enjoy, but it also mixes in set collection and point to point movement and all that kind of stuff. So I I think it'll have a lot of interesting mechanics that will interact in interesting ways. So I think that's pretty exciting. Number three for me is Steam Up: A Feast of Dim Sum. Now, this one is actually a, a fairly light set collection game, but this one is in a vein of games that I don't think has, that there's not enough games in, and that is the light game that is extremely well produced. This is a nice product. All of the bowls contain food pieces that are all wooden, screen printed, gorgeous, like kind of components in it. And it's just, it looks like it's a nice quality product. 
but for a lighter style game. And it's it's one of those games that you can pull out, play with a family, and everybody just goes, wow, this is really nice. And I just think there's more games should do that. Um, the game that comes to mind that I have right now is Chai. It's a very, very well-produced game that's honestly not that... It's just a light little game, but it's it's fun. And it's and because of all of the nice components, everybody's always enamored with it. My number three is First in Flight. I'm really excited about this one. It's a push-your-luck deck-building game set in the race for early aviation. It's designed by Matthew O'Malley and Ben Rossett and published by Artana. As a North Carolina resident, obviously we are first in flight. Sorry, Ohio. Not sorry. <laughs> I'm excited about this historical theme of aviation. I love the idea that you have to balance your risks and rewards in the workshop and in your test flights. The game lets you find and fix your design flaws to try to outpace your opponents. And when you fly in the races, you're pushing your luck. Your deck contains flight problems that limit your options and might even end your flight in a crash. And it sounds super exciting to me. I can't wait to get this to the table. You had me with deck building. You lost me with push your luck. (laughs) <laughs> it's like horses but planes <laughs> i'm gonna get that tattooed on my arm my number three and remember my list is in no particular order you, you know you don't have to say it every single time just wait one of the listeners is gonna come in the discord and be like is there any particular reason why you put this one in the number one spot my number three is fika and it is in no particular reason other than, than the theme. Fika refers to the word, uh, it, it's the word in Swedish for their coffee culture of taking a break mid-morning to sit and drink coffee and maybe have some light baked goods and uh, sit around and uh, take a break and have some conversation. And the fact that they made a board game out of this theme, and you know, I did some work in Sweden for a little bit, uh, and participated in Fika. And now they have a board game about it. So I was like, ah, I gotta play. <laughs> <laughs> this is Quibus game design. Uh, but Beth Sobel is, does contribute to some of the art in this game. So that should be interesting. Oh, and it is a two-player game. So it's something I could play with my girlfriend. Okay. My number two is a board game called Leaf. But this looks like a a gorgeous little woodland themed game. You're trying to collect some an, some forest animals, score points, but you do this by placing a leaf out onto a shared forest floor, and the number of tips of your leaf that connect with the leaves on the forest floor is how many actions you get to take. And it's this interesting mechanism of building out the forest floor with your leaves as you place them out, and there's different types of leaves so you've got maple ginkgo uh other trees uh, so you get different amounts of points on your leaves to, so you can only take so many actions with each leaf that you play and i just thought that that central mechanism was intriguing so i'm looking forward to trying that out if i get a chance my number two is Arceus. i've been waiting for this game for over three years It is a game where you explore the tombs of ancient steampunk Egypt and reveal the mysteries of Archaeus. It was designed by Antoine Bauza, Corentin Lebrat, Ludovic Montblanc, and Théo Riviere, and published by Ankama. It is a cooperative, story-driven campaign game with minis set among Egyptian ruins. It has, I think, 13-ish scenarios, 
Your characters have unique experience cards to upgrade their skills, and you get to upgrade your camp over the course of the campaign. The theme sounds really fun, and I'm just super excited to see what all the mysteries are going to be that I can uncover in Arceus. Yeah, this one's been rumored to coming to have been coming out for years, like year after year after year, which is why it didn't make my list this year, because you know what? I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> I was I was going to say, I am excited for this game, but I'm so busy with other story-driven games, including what is hopefully going to be hitting the table soon. My number two, in alphabetical order, Frosthaven. (laughs) (laughs) That's a 2022 game, Michael. I'm not seeing it until 2023, all right? (laughs) (laughs) It's not my my fault that it's taken forever (laughs) to ship. Wow. I saw I saw an email from the publisher Cephalofair Games saying that th- this was such a massive undertaking that delivery of this game is just going to go on for months. So I did get to watch the no pun included video that came out right before uh, we recorded this. So <laughs> shout out to no pun included. Shout out to no pun included, and because they contributed contributed to the board game, they didn't do a traditional review. They just uh, gave an overview of what the mechanics are like and how it differs from Gloomhaven. And people who are on the Discord will know that we completed the Gloomhaven campaign. Wow. Wow. It only took four and a half years or, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and this one's even longer. <laughs> yeah, so so knowing what, what this is compared to Gloomhaven... Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Gloomhaven is a D&D inspired, but not a D&D like uh, dungeon crawling game where you use uh, a deck to manage uh, your actions. And what I think makes this one interesting is they took the best parts of Gloomhaven, which is the combat, and it sounds like they're really, really improving the story aspect of it. Uh, in Gloomhaven, you would go to the town of Gloomhaven, spend maybe 30 seconds there, and then leave. And it sounds like they're making Frosthaven, this out- outpost, actually a lot more memorable and a lot more impactful to the story. Which uh, which sounds interesting. But it also probably means we should play this in a shorter time than four years. <laughs> and it has more missions. So... Hey, Michael, have you chosen what your starting class will be? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure I've, I've read some of them and uh, <laughs> some of them are more complex than than the others. I, I think I think there will be some interesting character uh, class design in this game compared to Gloomhaven. And finally, the number one. Ooh, drum roll. The game that I'm looking forward to most... Jesse, you said you thought we'd have more overlap because our tastes are very similar. My tastes have changed a lot recently because I have a baby and I get to play very different games. So the game that I am looking forward to most is called Naturopolis. It is an 18-card micro game from Button Shy Games. It is a cooperative tile-laying game, but the tiles are just cards that fit in a tiny little wallet. And you are placing them out on the table, trying to make a hiking trail, trying to create different areas of trees. 
uh, to meet different scoring conditions because every single card in Naturopolis has scoring conditions on the back. So what you do is you take the 18 cards, you shuffle them up, you flip over three of them. Those are your scoring conditions for this game. And you lay out the cards trying to meet those uh, scoring conditions, those uh to, to beat the the threshold that you have to meet. Is that by the same designer as Sprawlopolis? Yes, it's the third in the series of Sprawlopolis. So it goes Sprawlopolis, Agropolis, and then uh, Naturopolis. And Naturopolis just has a theme that I'm more interested in. Not that I care that much about theme. I'd play Sprawlopolis or Agropolis. I'd play Sprawlopolis over that one because I can pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number one, drum roll, please. Uh, my number one is The Dark Quarter. Ooh, it's a cooperative narrative game exploring the dark quarter of 1980s New Orleans. It's designed by Evan Derrick and published by Lucky Duck Games. Let me just tell you, I just finished playing Chronicles of Crime, the Millennium series. And I love the Chronicles of Crimes games, and I feel like this is going to be in that same vein since it's by Lucky Duck Games, and it's also a digital hybrid board game. You get to play as an investigator with the Beaumont Agency. The choices you make shape the story, and the base game comes with four feature-length scenarios, and there are, I believe, seven more in the expansions. And there's also a community editor, so ordinary people like me can go in and program a game that they, that others in the community can play, just like Chronicles of Crime has a community editor. So I'm really excited to see what kind of mysterious happenings might be going on in 1980s New Orleans. Narlands. <laughs> Narlands. <laughs> uh, let's go get some beignets. All right, Michael, give us your... Oh, wait. Just kidding. You don't get a drum roll because this isn't even your number one. <laughs> <laughs> In alphabetical order. <laughs> Y'all, you have no idea how tempted I was just to put a game starting with the letter F <laughs> in my list. Because <laughs> I had Fika and Frosthaven were the first two I wrote down. So I was like, I could just keep going from here. <laughs> uh, but no, my number one, just because it's last in alphabetical order, is Tabriz. Or Tabriz. It is a Randy Flynn game who also designed Cascadia, and it is published by Crafty Games. I think this is going to be a step up mechanically from Cascadia uh, in terms of complexity, but it is an area movement contracts, dice rolling, income market, modular board, worker placement game. Basically, you're running around the markets of the city of Tabriz, and trying to score some sweet, sweet points as you make some deals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be pretty fun. I think it'll be like Istanbul, but maybe better for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't go easy on you guys when we played Istanbul. <laughs> <laughs> I never said anything. <laughs> so those are all the games that we're looking forward to. There's not a lot of overlaps. So that's quite a few games that are... Quite, quite a few games for people to look into for coming out this next year. Michael, what would you what would you fill out your list with? Alright, so I didn't get the names on a lot of these because I'm bad with names. So we're going to say that newspaper one. Fit to print. Oh, it starts with F. Obviously you want that one. <laughs> <laughs> First in flight. 
Let's go! Also an F name. <laughs> All right. What was that two artists game that you were explaining? Oh, the unconscious mind. Doesn't start the nap. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was uh, the fun conscious mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, it will be fun conscious whenever we play together. <laughs> <laughs> so the unconscious mind, uh, I think that that sounds like a very interesting, interesting dynamic and very interesting um, game design. And if uh, Frosthaven, if we need a break from uh, Frosthaven, I definitely want to play that uh, Egyptian game. Arceus, yeah. Arceus, yes. If it comes. (laughs) If it comes. Well, I'm sorry, my games just don't sound that interesting to you. (laughs) David, you say you live a new life. (laughs) That's fair, that's fair. You live the baby life. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of Board Game Famous. If you have any comments or questions, please email us at boardgamefamous at gmail.com. Go ahead and email us what game you're most looking forward to next year. Or this year, because this episode will release in 2023. In the future. You can interact with us on Instagram or Discord using the links below. Until next episode. Bye-bye. 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 Bye, y'all. You just doxed him. (laughs) Oh, crap.